Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I'm Michael. And we did it. We made it through the snowpocalypse. The the three inches of snowpocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> the the snowpocalypse that wasn't. Over the past week, we've been getting reports in the northeast here, in the in the mighty northeast, that we were gonna get a, a storm. It was it was coming across the country just causing havoc and we saw like three inches yeah it wasn't wasn't anything too crazy and you couldn't no. keep me away for too long i'm back i know back we again tried this week we tried so hard <laughs> tried we, to kick me out yeah, we tried so hard but uh you're back now Mots is gone Mots is traveling i think we told for him work to leave. again yeah, yeah. Now he's out of here so <laughs> i guess next next week must be my turn it, it, i'll have to go no but, you, you uh, can stay it's okay I won't, right. I won't kick anyone out. Jeez. Okay. I'm not the one who started this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we are here. We are here. Mats is gone. If you see him out there in the world, make sure to say hello. But we've got some new news this week. And I'm going to just kick it off. I'm just going to jump right Do in. It. And I think the big news, at least my guess for people, would be the Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, Direct. I think we're still using that term for pretty much anything happens with Nintendo. We just call them directs now. Um, so Smash Brothers, we know the fifth and final DLC character of this initial first wave that was coming out. And uh, people are kind of... Uh, mixed feelings about it it is another mixed feelings yeah i know it's it's shocking (laughs) yeah but it it it, the last fire that was announced is another sword type and it's byleth from fire emblem three houses people are kind of iffy on this one but there you have it you have another person to be part of ultimate personally i don't care I don't care about Ultimate. I, I don't play it. If you play it, you love it. You get excited about it. Great. I had to actually unfollow a lot of Nintendo in my Twitter feed because I was so sick of hearing Nintendo fans talk about Smash Brothers because yeah. you know it was January and people are freaking out because that means there should be this announcement. And it's just like one more character. This is This is what you're banking on. This is your big news for the whole deal but if you are excited if you love smash brothers then here you go you have another character to be super excited about now in addition to that we got a little bit more fire emblem three houses news which this i actually am excited about because for christmas i do have this game i haven't started it yet because i know how much is how much time you have to put into this game but i am excited because they added a fourth house so fire emblem Four houses now, I guess, which should be the name. <laughs> and the uh, it, the fourth house is the Ashen Wolves, which just sounds great to me. I like that name a lot. And that's going to be my house. I, don't even, I haven't even played the game. I just like the name Ashen Wolves. It sounds so cool. Uh, this house is made up of disenfranchised students in need of guidance who appear to reside in the abyss. None of that means anything to me, but I am so <laughs> ready to be part of the Ashen Wolves. I, I'm super excited about this. It sounds right up your alley, just knowing the kind of games and the kind of shows you like. This is all you. Yeah, it, it, you know, everybody. And, and it's funny because I, w- I watch a lot of YouTube videos for Nintendo and things like that, and they review these games. And one of many people actually said, you know, the, the relationship building that this game has wasn't for me. That idea of, oh, uh, you know, you're going to make people like you so they can. Then they said they played it and absolutely fell in love with it. And it became some of the 
favorite part of the game. You know, they just went in for mm-hmm. the strategy aspect, but then there's like that sort of relationship building aspect where people really, really fell in love and that, and it was done really, really well. So from what I've seen of the trailers and the art style, I'm really into it. I like the strategy aspect of it and I do like the relationship building game. So to me, I, I really know that I'm going to enjoy this. It's just that, that, you know, 150 hour commitment, I think is that's, that's a little, overwhelming to think to jump into that i'm still trying to finish off a little bit more pokemon but unfortunately i think i have to put pokemon aside and just say okay now i need to focus on a new game because essentially i could be playing pokemon you know forever if i'm trying to catch them all if i'm trying Mm -hmm. to raise the best version of of each pokemon that's all so time consuming so once i get my legendaries i'm going to just i think put it aside for a little bit until the dlc comes out for that and then jump back in um, so I can play some of these other big games that I have. Like Breath of the Wild. You still need to finish that one. Oh, yeah. I still have yeah. to finish that one. I mean, <laughs> I've got so many games. And that's, you know, somebody said, oh, how, how far along have you gotten in this? Or how I, I just don't have the time because I get committed to something. And then I jump to something else and jump to something else. And so I have this, like, just this wake of unfinished games in my path. And uh, and then going back to them, it seems like such a mental trial to be like, all right, now I got to get in the mode of playing, you know, Breath of the Wild again and remember yeah. how to do it. And it just seems so exhausting that I just never go back. And I've got to really break that habit because I love these games, but then I get so excited to play something else that mm-hmm. I just keep jumping and and never finish any of them. Yeah. And I have a hard time too, like playing a few different games at once. I just, I, I don't, like, there's people out there who can do it and have no problem with it, but I can't switch gears like that from, like, one story-heavy game to another story-heavy game yeah. and then jump back to the other game. I just, I have such a hard time doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. But speaking of good games, mm-hmm. um, Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee went live this past week for a rating for Bioshock The Collection for Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. Wow. I'm, yeah. No, <laughs> I I'm want excited. this so bad. Yeah, I'm um, excited. So they for rated this. they rated each game Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, and Bioshock Infinite, the complete edition. Now, this does not mention a release date or anything like that. And Taiwan Rating Board is known to rate a lot of games super, super early. And sometimes it will rate things that never end up actually happening. Um, so as much as I don't want to get my hopes up, I definitely have my hopes up for this because I really want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, uh, 2K and Nintendo have not commented on this at all, and they probably won't until there's an official announcement to make. Maybe in June, around E3 time, maybe something will come out, but I don't know. I, I really want to play Bioshock. I have it, the um, 360 version, and there's like that playback thing on my Xbox One, so I could play it, but it's just one of those things where I, I would be so much more inclined to play it if it was on my Switch, I think. And now you haven't played any of them, right? I started the first one. Okay. So you've played a little bit of Bioshock. Now I'm excited because I played Bioshock when it came out. I did Mm -hmm. not play Bioshock 2. I just kind of missed it. I think I own it. I just, I I don't know. I just didn't do it. And then Bioshock Infinite, I played again, didn't finish. So for me, being able to play Bioshock, be able to play them all, but the remastered versions of them, I am super excited because I absolutely mm-hmm. loved, loved, loved Bioshock, the original. Um, I'm just assuming the, you know, Bioshock Infinite was so much 
character, even though it's very different different than Bioshock, it it just has so much. The atmosphere of those games is just yeah. I, it's I love that about games like these, and I would love to get back into it. And I guarantee it's going to look really good on Switch, considering you know it's an older game. It's going to play probably really really well on the Switch. I would think this is a perfect fit, and man, that would be exciting. It would be a really cool E three get in my opinion. Now, from what I've seen, too, it seems like the games are at about the same level of like graphic intensity as The Witcher 3. I, I would say... Right. No, I would say less because they are older. Okay. So they, they're right. definitely less demanding than probably what Witcher 3 took to port to Well, then they Switch. should run totally fine. They should They should run totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they are definitely older games um, than, you know, Witcher which 3, I think, was what, 2015-ish, I think? I think something like that. Not not um, too too long ago. And I think Bioshock was 20 uh 2007. So uh, huge difference. And I'm excited. I would definitely play it again. I loved Bioshock. I loved what I've played of Bioshock Infinite and to be able to play them all, you know, in order would be mm-hmm. pretty exciting. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm keeping I, I want this. Me too. Now, <clears throat> without Bioshock happening, Nintendo is still killing it anyway in the top 10 charts that have been coming out. Famitsu Japanese chart figures are in for the week of the 6th to the 12th. And Nintendo just pretty much has everything. From the top down, first place is Pokemon Sword and Shield, followed by Ring Fit Adventure, Minecraft. Now, we're counting this as Nintendo. I'm assuming it's the Nintendo version, even though we know Microsoft is the studio. uh, I... I'm guessing they're counting it as the the Nintendo Switch version of Minecraft. Yeah. Then we have the brain training for Nintendo Switch, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Party, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, which is uh, made by Sega, and then Fishing Spirits Nintendo Switch version Bandai Namco. So they just crush it. If you don't count Minecraft or even... I don't know if Mario and Sonic's on anything else, but let's say it's, let's say it's not. Um, there's nine at least that are Nintendo, so that's that's crazy. To be fair, the last couple of weeks, you know, we've mentioned it when we look at the eShop and stuff like that. There's not a whole lot that's coming out that we're just like, oh, we gotta have this. Mm-hmm. Xbox kind of eased off of some of the releases. Sony with the PlayStations eased off a lot of the big hitters. So these games really have their time to shine. And I think that's that's fantastic. They also counted the um, hardware releases. This is for two weeks. Nintendo Switch led the way with that. And they sold 252,776 units in the last two weeks. That puts them wow. at 10 million 590,000 total units that it's just an unstoppable force and because <laughs> of that that number is just it's crazy there's so many people that have this so many people that are playing games and Pokemon Sword and Shield now dethroned Diamond and Pearl Diamond and Pearl was the top number 1 position it had been number one for the longest amount of time which was 8 consecutive weeks which was released in 2006 Pokemon Sword and Shield just beat it. It is now nine consecutive weeks in a row, which is the longest a game has ever been in first place, according to the Famitsu sales charts. That's crazy. So take that, anybody that (laughs) hated- Take that Diamond and Pearl. (laughs) Take that Diamond and Pearl. Take that to anybody that's 
upset about uh, the Pokemon uh, Pokédex situation because apparently, uh, oh, you don't you don't like the trees in the wild area? Well, guess yeah. what? It's number one for nine weeks in a row. Yeah, Suck it. so apparently, <laughs> yeah. you know, those things really don't matter uh, that much because it is the number one game. And I and I will totally agree. Of all the Pokemon games I've played, Sword and Shield's the best one. And uh, I don't really care if you agree or disagree because it is, in my opinion, the best one that I've played. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's doing really well. And uh, apparently the sales echo that sentiment. I'm excited to see what the sale numbers look like for the DLC yeah. when we start getting those. That's a good, that's a good call. Cause it'd be, it'll, that'll be a good tell of who comes back. Yeah. I wonder how they're go or once the DLC comes out, if more people buy Pokemon sword and shield mm. just because they can get the DLC and then they have a bigger game to begin with. Mm. Yeah. I can see we'll that see how, actually how it affects it. You know yeah. what, what they would be really interesting if they did a, they have the DLC for people, so you get your $30, you get your version of the DLC that you want. But then they do a bundled version where maybe it's, I don't know, what would it be, uh, 60? Let's say it's, I don't I'm assuming it's still be full price. So let's say 90, they maybe like 85, they, $85. Yeah, maybe they get, do 80 yeah. or $85, but you get the full game and the DLC pack that goes along with it, the corresponding DLC pack. Mm-hmm. I, I could definitely see people waiting and that would be a, that would be a huge seller, I think, to get yeah. a bundle like that. Because I, I do know a lot of people really cared that I can't get enough Pokemon in this, which for me... I'm sorry. There's there's already too many Pokemon. Like I'm, I just I, there's I cannot catch them all. I'm trying, and <laughs> there's just so many, and I'm completely content with the amount that there is. And uh, this this new DLC introduced another 200. It's like people wanted more, so they gave them. Now more. you got it. So there, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be enough for a lot of people. I understand yeah. that, and if you if yeah. you feel that way, that's your you know your opinion. You're entitled to that, but I think the majority is happy with what they've got and they're happy sure. that it's being supported and they're getting even more with this DLC. So I do think that the sales will bounce up even more because there was a lot of people that were unhappy with the amount of Pokemon. And now you got you got 200 more. And then you can have one other one in your living room, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so over the holidays, we talked about there was a 30-minute video of a woman playing her Switch Lite in a log cabin. It was very relaxing. I enjoyed it. And now you can have Charmander in your living room on your TV for 30 minutes sleeping next to a campfire. Yeah. It's so cute. I may have had the whole thing going while I was putting together the show notes yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, it's very relaxing. Um, Yeah, it's very cute. Like once in a while, he'll do like a cute little stretch and he'll relight the fire. And it's just really cute and relaxing. And it's Charmander. So, I mean, you got to love it. But, yeah, and these these are going. Nintendo's yeah. been put out quite a few of these ASMR videos, um, following the trends, you know. Yeah, and some of them, in addition to the Charmander, they do have another one where a Pokemon is eating cookies, so you get like that crunching sound. That one doesn't Aww. work for me. Uh, that one is not like I don't respond to that one as well. The crackling fire and things like that, I do. Um, yeah. So so yeah, th- it's really interesting that they're putting out so many of these these little videos. The uh, and it's funny because the article that I was reading to get information about these ASMR Pokemon videos, the author of that responded to the cookie eating one more than the 
crackling fire one. So that's interesting. It was pretty pretty cool to to see what people respond to. But if you like ASMR, yeah. I know it's hit and miss. Mots himself does not, but uh, you may want to check these out. They are just relaxing. You know, it's like a Yule log. They should have had this out for Christmas because I think people would have had it around their, but sitting around their Christmas tree watching Charmander light a fire and sleep. That's what I'm going to do next year, probably. There you go. <laughs> yeah, chewing sounds to me just gross me out, so I don't know. If- well, it's not it's not like a human chewing where you get like it's it's just like a charman or a I don't any know what any it is. kind of chewing or it's just a cracking of a cookie it. more than chewing, I guess. Um, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, I, the chewing in the mouth sounds I they they gross me out more than relax. They're nasty. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll choose a campfire over that. Yeah. Um, but that that's it for the the news for the week. Yeah, pretty easy. Surprisingly, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty light week. Pretty, I think, like yeah. I said, Smash Brothers, you know, that was the big big news for the week. And I don't think a yeah. lot of other uh, things wanted to to contend with that fan base. And and although I would say Bioshock is big news, but it's kind of still like rumor territory. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm hoping. Still I'm, good news, though. When that's announced, that would be big news for me anyway. I will be getting that 100%. <laughs> so that moves us on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. Still in first place, Stardew Valley from last week. Still exciting. Uh, second place, Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Third is Mana Spark. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, Unravel 2. Sixth, Pokemon Sword. Seventh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Eighth, Cuphead. Ninth, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And tenth is Just Dance 2020. Hmm. Good list. It. Yeah. Man, I wish, I really wish Witcher 3 would put out a demo for the Switch version. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I really want to see it in action, you know, because I keep going back and forth. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm currently on the third book. As I mentioned, I think last week I saw the show, went in, knowing very little of The Witcher, got hooked on the on the Netflix show, and now I'm on the third book of the series, really, mm-hmm. really loving it. And I'm, I'm more and more excited to play the games after. And uh, I just can't. I'm not going to play Witcher 1 or 2. I think Witcher 3 stands alone on it, you know, and I can get the experience from that. I don't need the others. And I just am really on the fence on what console to get it on. And the idea that it's such a big game is kind of pushing me to want it on the Switch. But uh, I just don't know. So I wish they had a demo for that. But I, I unfortunately, they do not. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Witcher video games starting at Witcher 1 takes place after the books are finished, right? I believe all of the Witcher games take place after the books. Oh, okay. So that's you my got understanding. A while still. <laughs> that's my understanding of it. Um, okay. So yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I saw the show, which is based off of the books. If anybody doesn't know, those are based off the books. The book one and two are basically the first season of the show. Book three and on is like the main novel, the main story, I guess, mm-hmm. because book one and two are a series of short stories. Book three and on is like one story that just I think from what I'm getting anyway after third after the third book is just like progressive timeline. There's no jumping around. It's like this is the story. So that would be gotcha. my guess. After all of that is said and done, after the books are said and done, it does seem like these games take place. That's got to be so incredible though to know like after this book series you're reading, you're gonna have this immersive game that you can play after. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's I mean, cool. I, yeah. I I was I like this world anyway. I like fantasy books, fantasy stories. And mm-hmm. for me, Game of Thrones was like that. I had read all the books. I was really into the books. I think I I think I had read them after watching maybe the first season. Um 
or, or vice versa. I don't know how I got into it, but I read all the books and then I watched the show. And I don't feel a need, even though you know some people say, "Oh, it, it didn't end how the books are going to end," or maybe it did, and the major plot points are there. I I don't feel the need to continue with that story anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like over it. And even if the books ever come out, I I don't know if I would read them. I just don't know if I care anymore. Uh, whereas this, I'm really excited that the whole series is there. The show is going to follow that whole series, so I'm excited to see how they sort of base what they do in the show off of the books and what they take and what they don't. And then I'm really, really excited to have that game experience after the fact. Like that's I'm I've never had that with any other series that I can think of. So I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because it's like just a lot of stuff that you get to be it's a world I'm excited about. And it's a lot of stuff that I know, you know, a year from now I got this great experience or whenever I get around to it, six months from now. And then you'll also have Bioshock and the next Zelda game. And wow, there's so many, there's so many <laughs> big know. games like Bioshock. There's so many is, games out now that even it's so overwhelming. But. Yeah, I've got so many games in my backlog, but it is. It's one of those things where it's hard, and that's what I was saying. It's hard to get committed, you know, to a Fire Emblem or a Witcher three when you know you've got okay, this is a hundred plus hours if if you really enjoy the game and take your time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when do I get back to Elder Scrolls Online? When do I get back to mm-hmm. World of Warcraft? When do I get back to, I, I don't know. There's just so many games. Do I play all the Bioshocks? Cyberpunk is going to be coming out in you know the yeah, end of the that's year. Yeah, going to be a big one. It's yeah. like there's just so many things to be excited about. It's hard to finish a game when you have the next game, and it's not a it's not a big problem. It's a great time to be into video games. It's it's just. I don't. I can't think of a time that I was ever so excited about playing the next game that I didn't finish the game I currently love to go to go to it. You know what I mean? It's. It, it, yeah. I need more discipline now because I still haven't. <laughs> I still haven't finished Metal Gear Solid Five. I think it was the one I was playing, and I love it. I, Metal Gear is one of my most favorite series of video games, and I loved the game. But then I was like, oh, well, now this is out, and I want to play that so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, ooh, it's just a great time to play games. But it's also you got to be yeah. more disciplined to get through them all. Now, speaking of discipline, yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking of games, here's the list of new releases for this week. So, as everybody knows, we go through the list, we take uh, cues from the ones we like, we pull those out and kind of share those with everybody. And the first one up that we thought looked interesting is January 23rd. It's called Mosaic for $20. Now, Mosaic is a dark, surrealistic, and atmospheric, narrative driven adventure game about urban isolation and the dread of being a piece in a giant machinery you can't understand so that's that's obviously word for word from their description of it and if you watch the trailer which we had to go to steam for because nintendo eShop doesn't put trailers sometimes for whatever reason i don't know it was a really cool (laughs) trailer and it just basically shows this guy going through his everyday life you know the he's just gets up checks his phone washes his face walks to the Mm -hmm. the factory-esque you know cubicle farm does his job, go home, rinse and repeat. And a lot of people can relate to that, right? You get up, you just kind yeah. of go through your day and it's it's sort of blue tones and just sort of dreary. Mundane, yeah. And then something happens and that's the story goes from there. Something something weird happens and it goes from there. And it's it does have mixed reviews on Steam, which it looks beautiful to me, and I think I would still pick it up. I did give it one check because I it's a it's a wish list for me. Twenty dollars is a little bit much, especially yeah. considering it's 
uh, about two to three hours of gameplay is what people are saying. So I'm going to watch this one. If it goes on sale, I think I would pick it up because I really like narrative driven stories. I like sort of these, it's basically a, a book and you're just interacting here and there. And I don't mind that. I don't, I don't, I go to a movie and sit there for two to three hours. I don't need to be doing something the whole time. So I don't mind that it's maybe not a full on, I'm, I'm moving my character, I'm doing stuff. Because that was one of the critiques of it. Somebody gave it a thumbs down because they just said, I'm not doing enough. You know, it's like a story with some puzzles built in. Okay, that's fine with me. I don't, I don't mind that. So maybe if this goes on sale, I'll jump on it. But Mosaic... It's definitely something to check out, especially if you are into atmospheric games. It looks beautiful. It reminded me of a game I played. Oh, what was the game? I'm checking it right now on my Switch. Oxenfree. Oxenfree. Oh, Oxenfree. I, I was going to yeah, say it was the, the gameplay sounded a game. lot. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it, it reminded me the, the way the gameplay was described of Oxenfree, because you're basically just moving a character around, and that's it. And once in a while, you'll press a button to interact with something. Okay. But that's it. But I I enjoyed the the atmosphere of Oxen Free. And basically, when I was reading the description of it, I was like, dark and surrealistic, check. Atmospheric, check. Yeah. Adventure game, check. Like it, it checks all my boxes. Yeah. Um. So for two to three hours, I do agree. Twenty dollars is maybe a little bit much. I would say maybe fifteen. Um. Especially considering that your next favorite is two hours for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the next one I checked is nineteen eight X. So it's like. It's a it's a date, 1981, 1982, whatever. It takes place in the 80s is the gist of the game. Mm-hmm. And the way they explain it is, welcome to suburbia, just outside the city, sometime in 1980. This is the journey of Kid. He doesn't even <laughs> have a name. It's just Kid. A teenager stuck between the limitations of innocent youth and the obligations of inevitable adulthood. The story unfolds when Kid discovers the local arcade, finding new worlds and new meaning in video games. This sounds familiar, at least to me. This was me. I'm Kid. Uh, for every visit to the arcade, every game uncovered, every move mastered, every demon defeated, Kid grows stronger and the lines between reality and game start to blur. So I thought this sounded really, really interesting. It does have that 18 or 8-bit, 16-bit look, which to me, I'm like, I guess it makes sense in the story because he's at an arcade, he's playing games. That's the look of the arcade Mm -hmm. games. Okay, I get it. They do go on to say that it is part one of an arcade epic. So I'm guessing we're going to get more. It kind of it came out hmm. in June or July of last year. So there's nothing on Steam okay. and there's no DLC mentioned on Nintendo. So I don't I'm assuming we're going to get more of this. And they say it's a coming of age story told through multiple games and genres. Experience the thrill of shooting, driving, jumping, fighting and role playing in five full blown arcade stages combined with cinematic pixel art storytelling. So the premise is you play kid. You go into the arcade, and then I think the levels are the arcade games he's playing. So they look like, you know, the racing games that you would know. Um, they would look like sort of a shmup that you may have played in the arcade in the eighties. And there's they're very distinctly different. Like a Ninja Gaiden type game is one of them, and so it's really interesting to see. And I I liked this idea of the storytelling, and I'm really kind of intrigued by the idea that how does this relate to his real world, like. Are you playing as kid who's playing a game and it gets real super meta and then kid levels up and then he has to do something outside of the game world? So I don't know. It has very positive reviews on Steam and it's an estimated two hours. So $10, 
that's not bad. It's definitely going on the wish list. Again, I'm I I just I'm sick of this look, but I get it for this one. I get it. Uh, Ten dollars sounds. It sounded interesting, so I gave it a check. The description sounds like a really awesome plot for an anime. Yeah, or any anything. It, it kind of reminded <laughs> or me like of, a movie or something. Yeah, it reminded me of Tron esque you know yeah, what i mean where yeah. he goes to the arcade and then um, obviously that is a little bit different but i could see it being where it could be a really cool retro movie like a throwback and that's exactly the way the game looks it's like a throwback to 80s yeah video games. Kind, of, kind of like tron cross with that new movie that ryan reynolds is in yeah yeah exactly yeah i could <laughs> yeah. see that um so next up uh also for the 23rd I checked a game called Assemblance for $8. So Assemblance is a single-player, first-person psychological thriller. You wake to find yourself trapped inside an experimental machine that simulates memories. And this, in the in the, the trailer, you kind of like wake up and it's the machine talking to you and it's telling you, do you remember your family? Do you remember this? Do you want to remember your family? And it's just like, oh, I got goosebumps and I want it. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. It just sounded really cool. And for $8, I mean, it's worth trying out, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it sounded spooky and eerie and yeah. I gave this one a check too. I'm a huge sucker for yeah. anything that's, you know, like we had mentioned before, where there's a lot of atmosphere in a game. So Mosaic mm-hmm. was a big one for me. Uh, Assemblance is a big one for me. And if, you know, $8 yeah. is the right price point. If the other one goes down a little bit, I think that would be the right price point. But I like mm-hmm. games like this. I, I like this psychological thriller. It, it does have, again, mixed reviews. So we'll see how it how it turns out. But I like this sort of weird, sort of off-putting type game. And eight bucks, it's, it's, a, it's a good deal. The, Can you guess what it reminded me of? Mm, I'm not sure. A little bit of Soma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I could definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. The spooky aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. no, definitely. I could definitely see that. So if you like Soma and you, you you understand what we're saying about these atmospheric games, that's both of those are, are very much like that. Whether mm-hmm. or not they're as good as Soma, I'm not sure. We'll have to find out. Now, the last thing I checked is Odd World Stranger's Wrath. This is $30. This is coming out in January 23rd. All of these are the same day. It's like a big, big day for games. Um, I, this isn't one that I want. I've, I did play this game already. This originally came out in 2005. I think it was originally for Xbox, then came out to the other systems. But... It's worth mentioning. I know this this game is pretty beloved by fans. So Oddworld Stranger Wrath, $30. It'll be out. If you've never heard of it or not familiar with it in any way, you play a stranger who is a bounty hunter. Stranger has this secret where he actually needs this expensive surgery to stay alive. And because of that, because of the money he needs, he takes on a pretty crazy bounty. And then his world goes in a different direction. So Oddworld, you may remember the game's Oddworld. Stranger's Wrath, that's obviously in that same world, same kind of weird, quirky looking characters. $30. You may may want to check this one out. It, it is just a just a fun game for being a game. You know what I mean? You just go in, you just have fun, mm-hmm. just enjoy, you just play. Sunset Overdrive kind of remind me of that. When Xbox launched, Xbox One okay. X or whatever the heck it's called, one. when that one <laughs> launched. It had Sunset Overdrive and it was just this this crazy game, you know, and it was just fun. That's kind of, I think, the same vein Oddworld was in. It was just like, this is just a fun game to play. So definitely check that out. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? 
So I guess I'll start off because my list is shorter and I kind of want to follow up on last week because you mentioned, uh, yes, I got the bug that you can get in City Skylines on Mm. your Switch. (laughs) It's something I guess it only happens in the snow maps and basically your power just stops working, whether it's um, power lines that just give out or whatever that just it just stops working and your entire city that you've spent hours working on is basically destroyed there's no way and it was funny because i went back to i saved the game right before it happened and every single time i go back in and i try to like put in all these power lines and i put in all these um uh power plants and everything to try to avoid it and it just it happens every single time there's no way to get around it so what i did is i tried to figure out a way to see as i was researching to see if there was a bug Um, there was the only way to report it was through Paradox that I could find. And for one, I couldn't actually log in to report a bug. (laughs) Hmm. So not only was there a bug, but I also couldn't log in to report that there was a bug because their system was down. Um, But I did see another person who reported the bug and other people confirmed it because there wasn't an option for them to select the Nintendo Switch as a console that it was on he had to select pc and then explained in the description that it was on switch this is the thing that happened um but after discussing this with you michael we realized that while paradox is the publisher tantalus is responsible for porting the just city skylines for all the consoles now they're developing um all the dlc for Every other console except for Switch. Mm. So Switch just kind of feels like this thing that's put on the back burner. They're like, oh, yeah, we released a game on that. It's it's working. It's fine. There's bugs, but we're not going to do anything about it. So I'm going to look and see if Tantalus has a way of reporting bugs or contacting them to see if there's a way to report at all anywhere. Because right now I can't find anything. And it sucks that, like, I want to play the game on my Switch. But now I'm like, you know, if I make another city... Is it going to die? Like, is it no. worth putting time into that? So I haven't even been playing it on my Switch. I've been playing it on my PC, which, like you mentioned last week, you're getting into the world of mods. Mm-hmm. I am as well. <laughs> and, oh, it's a wonderful wor- world to be in. <laughs> um, so I'm enjoying that a lot, and that's been sucking all my game time. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of follow up from last week and, you know, what we found out in case other p- people might want to play City Scavens on the Switch. Yeah, and I... <sighs> I, I hope if you reach out, at least they can confirm or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll obviously report it back. But it would be nice if they at least said, yeah, you know, that's that's it. Or maybe they'll maybe they'll say something's in the works or who knows. It would be really good to at least get some sort of confirmation because it is scary. You know, if you're playing the game and you get this, yeah. this great city going, it's just time wasted. You know, you want to at least mm-hmm. know that what the, the time you put into the game is going to be valid and it's not going to just blow up on you even though you did nothing wrong. So, yeah, uh, it was a good city, too. Yeah. I mean, that's so for me, the, yeah. I've been playing City Skylines as well. I have. I have not had that issue. I have not run into that bug. Mm. So it's just, it's crazy how hit and miss it is. In addition to that, the usual Pokemon Shield, Fortnite, those guys. One thing I did try that was new for this week is I downloaded and started the demo for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. This demo, you I, I don't know how long it is, but you get a demo. And if you decide you like it and you, you want to get the full game, whatever you did, the progress you made in the demo will be carried over. So it's not like you're wasting your time. You have to do it all over again. I'm not far enough into it to really give a full on like yes or no. 
at the moment, I would say that it's not really my thing. It's not really like I'm, it hasn't hooked me yet. It seems cute. It seems sort of cutesy and just kind of, um, not, not, not a lot of depth to it, but that could be the fact that I, I just started it. You know, I'm just getting into it. I haven't really gotten into the strategy aspects of it. So I'm hoping that it opens up a little bit more and I can get a little bit more thoughts on it. And then once I do, I'll, I'll make sure to put them together in sort of a bullet list and that'll be something I look forward to sharing. But at the moment, it's sort of okay, but it's a demo and mm. anybody can download it and it's, you know, it's obviously free, so it might not hurt to check out. I am apprehensive about $60 from what I've played so far. This feels like maybe a $30 or $40 game. It doesn't feel like a full-blown game. I don't think if Pokemon had their name attached to it, people would pay that much money. I think you could have done this same game and it feels sort of mobile port to me than it does like mm-hmm. a full-on Switch game or more like a a 3DS game than it does a Switch game. So we'll see. We'll see how if there is a little bit more depth as we go through. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, same. Okay. Well, that's that's a wrap. It was a nice, quick, and easy listen for everybody this week. If you like and you want to reach out to us, please feel free. You can write us over at uh, the NintendoDispatch.com. You can feel free to email us. If maybe maybe emailing isn't your thing, you can also follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. You can write us there. We're also on Discord. We have links to all of that fun stuff on our website. And we've been, well, I should say Mots has been streaming off and on from our Twitch account so you can go over there and follow us there and watch some of the crazy game he's he likes to play we both will probably jump in on that at some point again here in the future just to i don't i I just i I don't know what game i want to stream again so it's kind of like oh that's part of part of it do i start a game on twitch and then stream it do (laughs) i just jump in at any point and play it i don't know but yeah i can i could stream my my city skylines the map with the bug yeah, there you just go. Leave it there. Just leave it on. <laughs> just leave it on as it crumbles. Just in spite of the fact, yeah. As it crumbles around. People can watch it die yeah. and fall apart. That'd be a funny. It's a 24-hour stream of your city just crumbling. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that is it. That is another week. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>